0: Hi there, my name's Nathan, and I'm the Dungeon Master of Riffwake.
1: My name's Caden, and I played Gore from the Heim, the Dwarven Paladin. I'm
2: Josh, and I played Wantibia, a Tiefling Druid.
1: I'm Remy,
3: and I played Morris Pembroke, Human Barbarian. We would like to use this episode as an
0: opportunity to introduce our new player, Mitch. Uh,
1: uh, hi, I'm Mitch. It's a pleasure to be here, folks. But he's not a proper member of the Riffwake cast until we interview him. Oh, so, um, right. Are, are you gonna carve shit in my bottles?
3: What? That shit?
1: Are you a prick?
3: <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna be a bard, so yes. I Perfect. will go...
1: Get the f- uh-huh. Get the fuck out. Like, get the <laughs> fuck
3: out! I'm done with this. So,
0: guys, what are your thoughts on Aquan? It's pretty shit. Well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um... I really enjoyed Art One. I really felt like it's a good introduction to the world of Riftwake. Um, I feel like we've learned a lot about our characters and kind of the the setting that our characters are going to call home. And even though this is kind of like an introduction to new people and a new in a in the same world, I think our characters kind of made a pretty big impact on the places we visited.
3: Yeah, that. A lot happened in, honestly, not a lot of time by D&D standards. Like, we did a lot of things through these episodes.
1: hmm Killed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That
3: also accurate.
1: Gore. I would <laughs> compare it to um Game of Thrones. It was fucking good throughout the first bits, and then they fucked up the ending.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, To all right, to be honest with all of you at home, uh... We were not expecting the arc to wrap up when we did. We have known that the end was coming soon and that the Red Cardinal was looming over us for a long time in game. But we honestly, at like we the players, and honestly, probably Nathan too yep. even, weren't really expecting, because we got there as fast as we did, we caught him unprepared. So a magic user is most dangerous when they're ready. Like that is why you're not supposed to assault like a wizard towers because that's their stronghold. We caught him in an out of the way place when he wasn't ready. And that allowed us to really finish things far faster than any of us were expecting.
2: I was expecting us to all get executed, so that's like a huge change of pace yeah. from what I was anticipating. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so how we was supposed to go for the last episode was that if they had gotten to the cardinal, where someone where he would be prepared, he actually has the spell Simulacrum, which would allow him to basically cheat death by the very least being in a position where he would be able to do more against the party. However... Sabrina, a character that I created to make things a bit more complex and try to get the Cardinal to be a more interesting character, resulted in me creating a new character that's most likely going to be a future villain that was more interesting, has a more interesting
3: backstory than the Cardinal had. And at the end of the arc, Morris. Morris didn't know what the hell he was going to do in that actual moment when the Cardinal went down and she was just sobbing over him. Like him leaving the gold was basically him kind of knowingly engineering what it would likely be his own death. And I think he even knew that. But seeing her just crying there and... Then when he went to the Dainty Flower and just he he knew what he had to do. Like Morris's character arc has been kinda him wanting, but failing to be a good person. But in the immediate aftermath of the Cardinal going down, he 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 had to leave at that moment. But well, you know, like the stinger I said he knew what he had to do and and so he did and what is going to happen to him after that i have no idea morris doesn't know remy doesn't know but both remy and morris are very afraid of what's going to happen to morris like i don't know if he'll be jailed for a decade or two i don't know if he'll be executed morris doesn't know but it's a like it's the right thing for better and for worse. I mean, fuck, for all I know, Sabrina's just going to stab him into the throat in the middle of the night. I don't know what's going to happen next. But I I like that Morris did get that resolution, at least, of whatever happens to him, he did right. In the end. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Josh... <laughs>
2: About Lupixus and mm-hmm. for this arc. Yes. Uh Lupix is in a very not great place, honestly. Um he ha- he's kind of been one of the more vocal opponents of fighting against the Red Cardinal and his criminal underground and etc. 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 And he's just kind of like been inundated constantly and repeatedly with just being a witness to violence against his kind. And seemingly most of the time it seems with, without reason, it's just like, Oh, they're demons kill them all. And I think that that's been a, this moment in particular is a real turning point for him where he's like, you know, if other people aren't going to respect life anymore, then why should I even bother? Why did I make these changes That are hard on me and making my life more difficult if if the world's not changing positively around me. So I think that's kind of one of the big things that drove him back home, as it were.
3: Do you mind if I jump in with a question? Oh, yeah, go ahead. So a huge part of Lupix's character is his interactions with Elizabeth also.
2: So oh, definitely. I'm
3: curious what is going through Lupix's mind and Josh's mind about Elizabeth's future?
2: Lupix, basically a lot of what he's been doing since the start of the campaign is not only like, how does this affect Elizabeth? But it's also like, how can I protect Elizabeth? And that's one of the things I wanted to bring forward in the Stinger is that like he wants her to have a normal life and he wants her to be able to just play with the other little girl and be at the end and just kind of have a normal life. But he looks at the color of her skin and her tail and her horns. And he's like, it's just not possible for you where we are for this to happen. You have to get stronger. You have to be in our community or they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Like they killed your mother and they've tried to kill me. And they've tried to kill other tieflings over and over again. You cannot stay here. You cannot remain innocent yeah yeah it's not a good mental place for him to be no he's basically regressed pretty hard like they the humans cannot be trusted these people should not be empathized with it's not can i can i
3: say something bluntly i'm oh absolutely uh, Um, so i'm concerned for elizabeth (laughs)
2: Oh, Elizabeth is not going to be a very well-adjusted person.
3: I know, just, I'm I'm so curious what direction you and Nathan will decide on going forwards with her. So, like, assuming there is, you know, a time jump ever, where we do see what happens later on, you know, let's say ten years later, for ease of, ease of number. Yeah. So she's a, you know, a, a new 22. adult for all intents and purposes, like, uh, yeah so at that point in time would like would she have continued her friendship with sarah in secret or would she embrace the tieflings only like becoming more like lucrezia almost i am i
2: don't i honestly and don't think i don't think lupix is ever going back to the Flimsy daisy, or whatever it's called, the dainty flower. The, I, I again, honestly don't she's think 12 the She's not flower. going
3: to listen all the time.
2: <laughs> oh, of course not. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we're we might not even be in the same town anymore. Lucrezia and Lupix might straight up move. That's just That's a lot true. of heat on them right now. <sighs> she'll be in a new town and she won't be, uh, she won't have the people that she had before. She's going to be surrounded by tieflings who hate humans who have had violence against them from humans and other races it's basically it's like she's gonna have these memories of these positive memories of a human only morris basically because i don't think she's gonna have very many positive memories about gorif well yeah well fuck you (laughs) dude arc 4 is is just gonna be like Lupix and the other
3: Tieflings, like, trying to wipe everyone off the planet.
2: That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. We'll be accepted by force if we have to. <laughs> if we're not going to be equals, we'll be your
1: betters. So, Gaurav. Oh,
0: hello. So, how do you feel about how Gaurav's end in Arc 1 happened?
1: Initially, I felt shit because I thought Arc 1 was the end of these characters, and that is... Literally, really anticlimactic, at least from my perspective. But in the knowledge that we could have some more Gorifage in the future, and I think it sets up a new story quite well. Because going back to Handa Hulk, because have some interesting consequences. Because we haven't gone to anywhere like that in the show yet. And I also do like the arc of him trying to get back into touch with Paladin God, but then it kept not working because he's a shitty person. So I'm happy with how it ended for ended for Gorif, as long as that wasn't the end. If that was the end, that's dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the end, it has potential.
2: Yeah, I want you to know, if you kill off my character on screen, I think you're a bad DM. I'm just just saying.
3: (laughs) (laughs) With all of that being said, something to also keep in mind for all of us is the fact that Riftwake in general is a somewhat lower magic world So there really aren't that many people out and about with the power and potential that these characters already have. So, again, with that in mind, there are definitely reasons and things out there that could either spark the characters to fully, you know, bring the band back together or find some of those other few people out there that are their equals so it's entirely possible that we might have you know Gorf and two other dwarfin paladins at some point in the Dwarf. future going through the its, it's not impossible so yeah. where the future may take these characters have many many potential options mm-hmm. i have no idea what's going to actually happen i mean
2: gorf yeah.
1: With other dwarves, like like honestly, Morris could end up being
2: in like a Suicide Squad sort of thing, where it's like, okay, you're
1: criminals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
3: one option. So I haven't even talked to Nathan yet because all of this has just happened. We're recording this immediately after the session itself. Mm -hmm. But one thought that just I have in mind is there might even be a path of Morris, like. If he does get out of jail for reasons, like might end up as like Sabrina's enforcer.
2: Oh, yeah, and that will that that.
3: That's a potential path. Maybe.
2: Enforcer. You tried to kill my dad. I want to hang out with you more.
3: But the thing is, yeah, you know, like I don't imagine like she would understand that as like a punishment of like service to her as repentance for what Morris did.
2: I mean, there's a lot I mean, of things Morris that could happen you're in prison. That Morris,
3: like Morris might just get flat out executed. That is very much not impossible. He might die. I mean, he might be in prison. He might, you know, go on the repentance quest.
2: Penal Legion? Like there's a penal yeah. legion possibility. There's I got, also suicide I, I definitely, squad.
3: There's I do like, really like the Suicide Squad idea. Honestly, that's an idea for a potential arc in its own right. So maybe we could even just have two other prisoner characters and just play a suicide squad arc. That's an that's an idea
0: before Mm -hmm. he's Jeffrey Epstein. I definitely have to say that the way that the first arc ended was definitely not ideal. However, the way it did end is... How how I put it? It's a good... It opened a lot of doors. It's opened a lot of doors. It's also Hmm. a short enough period of time that we have managed to really figure out out what um, Ref White is about. To some extent like the way that it works um in regards to the world in regards to outside uh looking from outside in you know and
1: it's not about the rift wake it's about the friends we made along, not the, sure way.
0: Friends we made along the way sorry
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 we didn't make any friends along the way we just made more enemies also i have everyone. to
3: correct you nathan mm-hmm. you say that that was a less than ideal ending and i heartily disagree i mean if we had a nice little and yeah, a I nice know, ending, work, right. with a bow wrapped up that ties up all the loose ends, yeah, that makes sense from a storytelling perspective for the end of a story. But it's not the end of no, like, the story. This is Too much, <laughs> and I think it's a good demonstration that in the world, if the right situation lines up, things won't go according to plan. And I think the demonstration of that and the doors that everything opened up as a result, is a fantastic ending to the arc. Okay, so
2: let, let me let me put it clear. Uh, I I'm am, just going to throw this yeah. out here, that Nathan likes cliffhangers too much to possibly tie everything up with a bow. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> let
3: him know. That is true. But, okay. I, yeah, what the hell are you complaining about? You've got all these, <laughs> these options now. So,
0: let me be clear. <laughs> I'm saying that the reason why it was not optimal is because I feel like, I could have better executed the basically a lot of things throughout arc one because uh, we're talking about the entirety of arc one right now. So like let's talk about things during the period of arc one rather than just the ending. So for arc one, right? I I feel like in general uh, I didn't really start off with quite how the rest of the show went. Like I started off with very very mechanically heavy. As the arc went on, I very quickly. Chopped a lot of the mechanical stuff out of it to have the experience a bit more streamlined, and also reduce my prep time. But it gives a like it really shows how this um, arc has changed, and it's something that definitely will be um, good to have behind us once we start arc two. A, qu-
2: a quick thing for like talking about arc two: Do we want to make a crew? that's already on like the start of a mission whenever we start the season or ARC. Because I feel like we were a little bit directionless for a portion of it. We were like, okay, just kind of like following strings. Yeah, that's
0: actually like one, one of the things that I do feel like I've done better for ARC 1 is I started the campaign, right? With basically, okay, here's a cool idea. Let's just drop people into it. And then I was like, everything from that point was session by session, me just building on that, which is why uh, most of my villains thus far have only been effective in which the way that they, um, like specific things that they have done, not like how they've really, really um, seem to have done twists and stuff. It's more like a cumulative build up of their characters, if you know what I mean. Yes.
1: Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. The, the villains were good, but all of them did seem quite anticlimactic. Yeah, that,
2: that, that's the thing. Th- that's kind of the thing, though. It's like we're we're pretty high level, and we tend to roll pretty good on our initiative checks. And so, like when you deal a hundred and seventy five damage in a single round, it's like, okay, well, the boss is dead. Yeah, and okay.
1: I mean, it's not like that. Like, they, I think that we should wait until the actual final climax. It should be more of a like presence in the background kind of orchestrating things than an actual thing that keeps popping up and trying to kill us.
2: You mean like a, like kind of like Curse of Strahd, where Strahd just kind of keeps showing up, being like, hey, I'm an asshole, and then, then disappearing after dropping 15 zombies on you? You're like, you son <laughs> of a bitch!
3: <laughs> <laughs> but again, the only reason that went so relatively easily for us was unprepared. Uh A mage who has time is horrifying because then they can do the contingency spell to have something ready. They can have glyphs of warding set to go to set all kinds of traps off against us. They can have enemies, forces assembled to specifically counter our weaknesses if they're if we're known to them. Preparation in D&D is massive. And the other half of that is action economy. So because of the fact that we all went before him in initiative, like you said, is massively advantageous in D&D. So he didn't get a chance to defend himself at all, unfortunately.
2: He did not cast a single spell except for the one that his uh, necklace auto cast. Yeah, he had a pretty reaction, no he's actions. A wizard, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And, and that's
0: actually one of the things that I I was like, hey, he doesn't have a shield. And I got kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but he would have died, anyways. But still,
3: yeah. For the record, he was a warlock, which is why he did not have shield.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Wizard spell. If he was a hexblade, he would have had shield. I'm just saying, poor form, I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: He was not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, when it comes to how the show ended, I'm 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 kind of like conflicted on how I could have done better. But I, I overall, I feel that I've succeeded in creating something that i can consider to be arc one mm-hmm.
2: yeah oh yeah I definitely we can definitely point to that and be like that is the end like it's not yeah. one of those things where it's like oh it's like up in the air like yeah you know, correct like that no that's, a definitive that's ending. the end
0: and i like legitimately there's no real way that you can see this group continuing on past this point right because no, yeah.
2: I can't imagine all this happening, and Lupix hanging out with Gorif again immediately afterwards. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't have killed. No, him no, no. I like, like, sh- not, like, not already. even Gorif.
2: Like, like, like. I'm just saying as an example. Like, he wouldn't hang out with Morris yeah, either. Yeah. He hid from Morris in an alley. Like, Lupix. <laughs> Lupix doesn't want to be with these people. Like. <laughs>
3: All right, so we've been talking a lot about the ending because the emotions of that are very fresh and raw. Yep. So let's tangent yeah. away from that a bit. What were some of your favorite moments of the arc? Episode 10. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that poor horse. You, <laughs> know, you know why. why. <laughs>
0: <sighs> that poor horse. That was the that saddest was... episode.
1: <laughs> it's... It's the best episode by miles. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it had some really deep story beats, and I think it, it really pulled up my uh, my Heartstrings. It just, yeah, it was it was such a brilliant episode. It was, it was an emotional masterpiece, and I think. <laughs> okay, that,
0: um, Josh. I think it. Josh, what's your favorite episode?
2: <laughs> I almost done. Um, I don't know if I could like point to a specific episode. Any moment. But- I know that one of my favorite, a lot of my favorite moments, kind of take place around Elizabeth because she's like the emotional crux that Lupix was holding on to. And I I gotta say that one of my favorite moments was probably uh, one of Remy's and uh, and hers chats.
3: Oh, the Uh, one after the cart.
2: The one after the cart. Yeah, where Lupix is uh, uh, too self possessed in the moment to be able to like speak to her, basically.
3: And Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: And Rami, what what
0: what's your favorite episode?
3: <sighs> Honestly, I also I have to say that chat after the cart, just that was just real nice. Like, I really like the character of Elizabeth. Just it, I don't know. It just tugs my heartstrings. Just that there's this innocent child. Who is far too quickly losing that innocence, harshly through my character's actions, and Morris strongly disliked that realization. So that chat of just like try to do good and just I like the interactions that he and Elizabeth have, like that kind of sad uncle almost.
2: Like I don't be like (laughs) your (laughs) baby. The, the drunk yeah, dad I mean, that's problem. Ki- that's kind of, he's kind of like, that you're like dead.
3: no, he is like that sad, failed, drunk uncle. That's kind of who Morris is with her.
0: I, I feel like the, okay, if I want to go and point out like um, episodes that are notable to me, I feel like the most notable ones are, if I'm not wrong, episode five, question mark. Um, let me just bring up the thing. What happened in it? I'll 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 bring up the episode so I'll be, remember, be able to remember. Doric and I...
1: Sally? Well, episode five was a quality episode.
0: Okay, so let me go through okay. the episodes.
3: Oh, oh, that was the first uh, Gorf and Morris hanging out yes, episode. So episode. That's where he got light splinter, the troll happened. Yeah, so
0: let, let's go through, yep, through yep. Uh, my notable ones, then we can walk through each episode from there later. So right. Doric and Sally, episode five. The reason why I feel this is good is where I really feel that Gaurav came into his own and we got to see um, Morris, who was a new character at that point, um, really come out as, you know, a character. Then I feel like after that point, um, A Foggy Night really gave the rest of the art its feel of Wake being like this gritty sort of place where there are consequences to your actions and... The good guys aren't always good. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's is that the one? Yeah,
0: basically, it's the one that you yeah. kill the guys, the merchants and stuff, because you you suspected them of mm-hmm. conspiring, and because of that assumption and that thing that in any other situation might have been true, and you might have saved the day, but resulted in you being a bunch of murderers and causing massive problems. You still don't know who that revival person was meant for. Hopefully, you will soon. Nope. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, so that can have massive repercussions. Oh, that trust me, we you may will. may not ever actually know
0: <laughs> because <laughs> oh, who knows know our future My characters will for run two into months. that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and after that, like, I, I really liked the entire bit where we had twelve and thirteen, which was consequences and resolution. Um, consequences is where Elizabeth basically gets disillusioned with Morris. And resolution is where she basically realizes that she un- like she comes to understand Morris and loses a bit of that innocence, and you know begins to understand the world for what it is. And after that, we have a whole bunch of episodes where we basically have the party going through like the entire uh, basically scouting lead up to the red yeah, cardinal, lead up to the red cardinal, and we have the Adoric problem and knockout, which was the two episodes that we were missing one player, so we couldn't finish the. Uh, like get to the final boss moment which both were quite fun moments where basically now it seems like say last goodbye for a while to these characters until they come back on the show. Mm
2: -hmm. Is is this episode 21? 21. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay so
2: 21 weeks that's like half a year almost.
0: Yeah
3: pretty
2: much. So Let's quickly
0: go through the episodes one by one now to talk about them. So Episode one, A Burning City. This is where the party goes through the city and basically tries to help out, kill a bunch of demons, such and such.
2: Meet Elizabeth. How you yeah, doing, girl?
0: We meet Elizabeth and Sarah and Teresa, so on and so forth. Episode two is basically a throwaway episode where, where you guys enter a dungeon, see a necromancer. Hopefully that will come to light someday. Uh, episode three, <laughs> race only. That's the one where Jacoby... Wait. Yeah, at the end of episode two, the cliffhanger was that Sarah was like, Oh shit. Um <laughs> they took Elizabeth. And that's really where I, I feel mm-hmm. like at that point, that was the crux of Elizabeth becoming such a ma- major um plot point to the rest of yeah, Plot point. Plot point to the rest of the art. Yeah. And on episode four, A Dark Knight is where No, wait. Episode three, a race solid is where you guys break into a prison. There's a whole bunch of stuff with um Episode four is where, it's called A Dark Knight, where essentially... I come in. Yep, you come in. <laughs> Teresa is, is basically beat up and Sarah is murdered by
2: Jacobi, right? <laughs> he was such an evil villain. I I wasn't there for that part, right? Like, well, I, I don't think I was there. Was you, I there for Remy's first episode? Was. I was. I wasn't... I, I disappeared for a portion of it, but but yeah. And episode five, if I remember all is these.
0: dark and Sally, where we establish dark and Sally as car NPCs to the story. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: also, just that's to where just we that first. That one
2: guy who bangs the plant. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also I think like like you said earlier, that's where Gorf really starts becoming Gorf in that like the shenanigans and the dynamic that he has with Morris all kind of starts getting established.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. episode six. And the troll fight was fun. So, episode six, oh, The Town of fun. Glass. This is where we first see... Um, what the fuck was that place called? Sil. No, I forgot a place. Uh, what's the place called? Uh... Oh, yeah. Varnok. Dren? So, <laughs> episode six is where you first see Varna, And it really establishes the fantasy of um, Riffway, I-, I feel. Like... Yeah, Yeah, because before everything was
2: kind of more like a, oh, this is any medieval setting, basically. Yeah. You know. But
3: this is when we started learning more, the shards and stuff. Yeah,
2: where where you learn more about, like, what
0: really power, like, a bit more about the world building around the world and such. And in this episode, you also see your first exemplar.
3: With Morris never having known that fact, even though he traveled (laughs) with him for a while. Yep. (laughs) And uh, I never Bob met this
2: Morris. exemplar because I wasn't here that episode. Exactly. Yes. Now let's <laughs> head over
0: to episode seven. Welcome to Dren. This is the episode where you I like Dren. The party heads to Dren and um basically Morris and Goreth deal with the fire elemental. Fucking elemental. And this uh, Hate the that asshole dwarf. Remember him? The one that yeah. had <laughs> the solution. Oh
3: I don't care about that guy. I care about that goddamn elemental. <laughs> I
0: fucking hate fire thanks to that bastard. Episode 8 Into the Depths. This is the one where most of the party heads down, except for Goroth, because he has alcohol poisoning, and heads down into Undren <laughs> and fights Drowse and basically tears the uh, Drow Akonomansa. a new one.
3: <laughs> Morris OP, yeah. please don't nerf.
0: A bloody robbery. <laughs> a bloody robbery is where you first come into contact with the Moro- actually no that's not true you actually have a hint of them back in episode I think 5 uh, Doric and Sally yeah, where five. you first see their yeah. silhouettes as a basically a hint to the show's like prequel basically Origin. yeah, Origins Origin. and yeah. what happens in episode 9 is basically you see you actually meet up with them you um, Meet the Drake uh, <laughs> that guy And he's been murdered By the Marauders, Most likely most And likely. it basically In that one It basically shows In that one It basically shows Lupix being Like his history A bit of it A bit more of his history Of him being a criminal Such and such Basically Evil-ish So the Episode 10 That poor horse Wait wait No sorry wrong Best episode Episode 9 A bloody robbery I forgot the most important thing Minriff leaves the party <laughs> <laughs> and basically kills the father Canterbury or his actual name father Canterbury
1: Canterbury Canterbury. <laughs> Sorry, C- I mean, look, it is at this point. Cunt-
0: <laughs> um, so next one, it's episode on, ten. Barry. That poor horse. We shall not name this episode further. We shall not talk about the events on this episode. This did not happen. Thank you very much. Episode eleven.
1: I want to say that Morris did a Gorith in this episode, because um in that episode, Gorif was like, mm. oh yes, I killed. I kind of conspired to kill Father Cuntumbury. And then in this episode, <laughs> Morris was like, Oh yeah, your dad
2: tried to kill us. <laughs> Anyways.
1: I'm sorry. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> Just painfully honest, with Lupix in the background going, no, 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 no. So episode oh. eleven, a foggy oh, night. Okay, yes, this in is the. So, I, I feel
0: like it's right in the middle of this show, and it's the turning point of the show to really, really becoming a show about <laughs> these people are clearly not good. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was the one where we had a similar feeling to this episode where we are all sitting down and we're thinking, how, yeah. I don't know how the show will go on past this point. That's the
3: episode where it, things it, really it changes
0: a up. lot of things, right? Wow.
2: Well, oh, yeah, that, yeah, because it, it was basically it was the. Uh, Fuck around episode immediately preceding this, and it's like, why are we still friends? Like, why? (laughs) We actually Mm -hmm. had to like sit down and be like, do we still like each other? Like, is this gonna keep happening?
0: Yep. Episode Mm twelve. Yeah. So episode twelve consequences. This is where we show the consequences of episode eleven. So like, yeah, that's the whole thing where you realize (sighs) that you're not safe. Someone's after you now. Properly. Um and Elizabeth is having like questions about doubts. Yeah, doubts about the party. Uh and you basically make a rush to fuck's sake, I can't remember my city names. Delma. You make a rush to Delma. So episode 13, Resolution, this is the one where you leave Delma and basically fight a bunch of racist. People that killed a bunch of thieflings. and Elizabeth reveals herself to be actually a sorcerer. And in this, she attacks first, us giving us an opportunity to resolve her doubts and repair her relationship with Morris.
3: Ooh, t-shirt, t-shirt. Elizabeth shot first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, another old uh, man joke. Get out of here. Old <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, whippersnappers.
2: <laughs> Back in
0: my day. Okay, so day. episode 14, Obliteration. That's the one where I pronounce obliteration wrong multiple times and
3: Gnome gets obliterated. Next. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> episode 15, Among Friends. Party Ghost Mother Hobo
2: and some like Red Fast employees. <laughs> And also Lupix uses his southern accent. Don't forget about that that, one. Yeah, that's the most important part. Dangerous grass.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Morris fails to do anything (laughs) except kill people. He was really good at that.
0: Kill. Episode 16, Dangerous grass. That's where the party um, more or less gets to uh, a place where they fight a bunch of assassins and stuff. At the end of this episode, the Red Cardinal reveals himself. Episode 17. This is the one where the party deals with the Red Cardinal. He leaves um, and heads back to Jarden where the entire story began and revives Sarah. Episode 18. That's where
3: the party... I still say that was the right thing to do.
0: Yep. Agreed. Episode 18. Plans for dangers ahead. This is the one where the party goes, um, more or less has a bit of fun with the kids. Gets to... I Actually, surprisingly enough, episode...
3: (laughs) That poor stall
0: Yeah, I have to say episode 18 was quite interesting because we managed to tie up a couple of character moments. Like, think of it as the calm before the storm. I I feel like 18, 19, and 20 are all that. They are basically the characters hanging out together, chilling, being... Like, showing that they're all, like, relatively, relatively, keyword, okay with being with each other. And I feel like it really culminates in the episode that ends the show, episode 21,
2: right? I honestly do feel like 18, 19, and 20, we kind of get to get a glimpse of how damaged everyone's become compared to how we were it's at the start. That's definitely
0: the case because it, it, it was quite different. Like for Plans of the Dangers Ahead, we, we have Lupix back uh, talking to Lucretia and revealing, basically, it's shown that. Like Now with this new perspective, you will look at that situation. She doesn't seem like such an evil person now. Even though at the start of the show, she was like, holy shit, she's evil. Now she looks like she's on the same level as us.
2: Yeah, It's like Lucrezia and Lupix are not that different anymore. And it's because of the path that Lupix has been treading and the things he's been seeing. He's like, no, in a way, she's right. And I'm not going to admit it now. But he admits it after episode 21. Exactly. Um,
0: episode 19, knockout. This is where we show like of Morris and Goreth being very powerful, but effectively we end it with a big
3: show of how fractured things are becoming.
0: Yeah, yeah, correct. And if I were to look back at episode 18, we also get to see that same thing when Goreth has gets back his flask. And he's also not really back to the way it, like even his flask is on the back the way things were because it's
1: but, uh, would have been back to the way he was if the fucking Mitch bastard twat face didn't <laughs> fucking
2: <laughs> motherfucking sort of name into it. But I do like like it it shows, like yeah. M- even gorif is changed by the actions that take place here. Like he even he can't enjoy his drink because of what it means now, kind of thing. Like, If I take a sip out of this flask, I've lost and I can't lose. <laughs> uh, That's pretty much it. Sorry, yeah. just a
3: quick tangent. Just a funny thing for Gorf Stinger, if you wanted to take a more lighthearted, light-hearted route, is just you know, Gorf goes across the desert to find that fucking silly guy and get this fucking flask fixed. <laughs>
1: I should have done that. That's brilliant. <laughs> no,
2: no, he Here's the, the thing. Here's says, the thing mate. Oh yeah,
1: I can't fix it. I like yeah. it still
2: being broken though. Yeah. I do.
1: I want um Dorif's flask to kind of correlate with his character. So like when he is not fulfilled and when his character isn't like good, his brass is his um flask is broken. But when it is when he is redeemed and his character arc is complete. The flask will be fixed and he will live out <laughs> the rest of his days as a sad drunk. <laughs> as a, sad a happy drunk. drunk. <laughs> the way it should okay. be. Episode
0: 20, a Doric problem. This is where it, it's basically was originally a filler episode, but is what resulted in episode 21 being, being what it was. It effectively resulted in me having those magical items and then tying Sabrina to the ending Uh, and creating the ending that it is now.
3: Also, I sorry, I just I have to add like I it's it sucks to me. Like I even mentioned during the middle of 21, like I actually really liked Sabrina. I liked her character and I liked the direction that she was seeming to go of, you know, exposing her father. But Then the ending happened and oh, that just hurts me. Like not more, it's just me. Remy is hurt by that. (laughs) The,
2: The traumatic experience is definitely going, the traumatic experience is definitely transforming Sabrina from, Maybe my father was in the wrong to know these people were criminals. And anything bad I find out about my father like, is because just that, they framed that's him. That, that's basically I, what
3: happened. I honestly, like just opinion, but <laughs> like, we'll see in time, I hope. Like I am afraid that I basically like all of us just set her on the path. Of becoming her father's successor instead of being a hero as she was going, it seems. Oh, definitely, and that's almost certain. And that, that fucking sucks. We ruined a good girl.
2: Oh yeah, we definitely are the. F- we're definitely the cause <sighs> of the fall of Sabrina. Like, there's not even going to be any doubt in my I mind to that we're the cause of
3: hope until I see it.
2: Everything we touch, we <laughs> but until corrupt. I,
3: Oh, yeah, Until that's I true. see Everything her, you we know, touch, we corrupt. demonic red eyes, I have to hold out a little bit of hope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that we've touched that we haven't immediately destroyed has been um, the the flimsy daisy. <laughs> no, it, the dainty flower, but... <laughs> dainty
1: flower.
2: <laughs> that's the only community we've been a part of that we have not I mean, destroyed. we were responsible for the... And I mean, we, we did were responsible for, like for Sarah's death, death so yeah. There's that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and I was like, and we did for like more than half the season. We broke it. We just happened to fix it at the very end. But like, there's a little girl now. Well, that girl's not going to be well adjusted. Like, every person we touch comes out worse for wear after we touch okay. them. Okay, that's enough for arc one, for. No, I guess. <laughs>
1: um resist urge to make Peter oh, man! Problem. All right. Actually, so- sorry,
3: one more tangent. One more. One more
2: tangent. <laughs> please. Okay. Sure. I just
3: had a thought for what would have been another well, well, good yeah, stinger okay. ending, like as an alternative, which would just be Morris sitting in the prison cell and Sabrina comes to visit and it just starts like, Okay, you wanted to see me talk. And Morris could just reply, Well, there's a chance that I'm facing the gallows. But given everything that we've done. I'd rather that there be a little more justice for our actions. So I want you to be the one to decide my fate. And then he just like leans forward,
2: exposing his neck. That could, be, neck.
0: Interesting. <laughs> that could
3: maybe, be
0: interesting. That could be interesting for maybe just some part of arc, an, two as an an intru- arc two. That would have been yeah. another
2: way that could have gone. Where you've been in jail for a little while. If I. Uh, I mean, here's the thing,
0: right? Is that I, I don't plan on completely leaving behind the Arc 1 yeah, group. They're
3: still important people now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like here's the thing, what we can do with ARK 2 and the first group is that it doesn't matter really how long it takes before we actually see the group. The way we're going to treat the uh, first group is similar to how I treat the Marauders, where they will be part of the world. Some things will be caused by them. You can see the effects of what they've done in the world.
3: Please have Arc 2 visit
2: Jarden. And what they or are doing fuck, in the world.
3: Where the fuck is that? Where are we? What is that city? <laughs> I can never remember place names. Jarden. Jarden. Yes. But Hopefully Arc 2 visits Jarden so I can find out what happens to Morris. Because I don't want to wait to find out what happens.
1: <laughs> so what's happening with the characters? Fuck you, I have to pop off soon. But like, before I go... <laughs>
3: All right, so move on to Arc 2 then. Okay.
1: What happens? Yeah. Are we like starting new characters? Okay, so
0: guys,
2: what do you want for Arc 2? Me? Um, I want for Anson Bard. I want a goddamn magic weapon. (laughs) That's what I want for (laughs) Arc (laughs) 2.
3: Actually, that is a legitimate question. Where, like, what level or so do we want this next batch of characters to start at? I'm not sure. That's, I
2: I think, I'm I'm considering level 3. Level three is a pretty good Mm -hmm. place to start, and just that way we don't have to do the fighting rats episode.
3: (laughs) And for the sake of justice, we can just have Josh's character be the only one in the party with a magic item.
2: (laughs) He's like totally decked out with magic weapons. He has like eight (laughs) of them. It's like why? It's like I don't know. God decided he was happy with me or something. Weird
3: reincarnation karma. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Even though I do want to complete um, Gorif's story, I do kind of want to start a new character because Gorif, mm-hmm. it, it'd be nice like to play something different. So out of curiosity, do any of you <laughs> have another
3: character idea of what you want to play in Arc 2?
1: I, I mean, I was going to be an elf bard, but, you know... <laughs> we're
3: all bard. Yes, we're a traveling band.
1: Actually, Oh my god, that is the best idea and that is happening.
3: <laughs> I mean, we say it, it as a decided. joke, but
1: that is quite
3: possible.
2: Is that something things. you might be
3: interested in, or is that something that might get stale quickly for us? Stale. Yeah. Uh, stale. stale.
2: Yeah. As someone who has done a campaign as someone who was a traveling musician along other traveling musicians, it gets kind oh, of stale. Then again, right. then again. <laughs> Everybody would need to be like a different part of school. No, no, here's like, the he thing. You know. Here's the thing. What's Lord, liable you can to be happen? be a musician and not be a part.
0: What's bard. liable to happen is most likely we will end up with some horrible, horrible thing happening or something like that, and things will go <laughs> the way that it went for Arkuan, where we have a story of a, <laughs> you know.
2: Four misanthropes oh. wandering around, being like, "Why are we Ooh. musicians right now and not Although, being hung?" Oh. <laughs> you know, the On way the you other hand, play now, it might turn out like
3: apocalypse. You ever watch that show? <laughs> Although, if I were a college of lore bard, I could finally use my knowledge without being meta. That would be swell. I I want to play a smart <laughs> character. That's what I'm playing. For the love of God, I want to be a smart character.
1: I mean, I could play a really shit bard.
0: Okay, so, so before, be, before we close out, I, I just want to ask so is there anything in particular you want for up to have like from from me and from the story, you know?
3: I mean I kind of just okay, want to um, see more of the I elven side of things.
0: Like Okay. No, like, there's it another it half of um,
3: the half of Darst I that we have not like, seen. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yep. I'd like a big villain, like a villain that kind of is throughout and then it feels really climactic at the end to deal with him or her. Yeah, or I, it in I some really way.
2: hope to do that. Like a malevolent force just kind of shifting around us all the time. Like, I have decided to take perverse pleasure in fucking with you. And you're like, why? <laughs> because I'm old and I can. Fuck you. And you're like, oh, that's the thing. Also, I want more um,
1: like cool monsters to fight is one thing that I maybe lacked in this one. Maybe not because I wasn't there for the underground bit, which probably would be very cool. But I would have liked to seen like that huge death fire demon of doom, or like I don't know a, a, what's it called, the, the eye monster. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, beholder, beholder, uh, beholder. There's this cool monsters in Dungeons
2: and Dragons. They oh, don't get to
1: see them very often. If you want to that, hear more
3: about beholders, we do beholders, have a tendency
2: to fight guards and dudes. Uh, but then yeah, again, that's kind of you know, cool all your combat in city. We do have an R&R. which makes sense because we yeah we're always in the city.
3: Yeah. That's an idea. Let's do yeah. more travel and less just city to city. What
2: if we were just to kind of see
3: the between places? Do
2: you all want to be like monster hunters? Ooh. Like, is that kind of like what we want to? I would like, enjoy is that, that. Kind of oh, how that's we want to. That is like really we're, good idea. We're a crew of monster hunters, that's kind of a thing. Good that idea. way, we can kind of like we can have. Narratives, but also face some some spicy yeah, I things. I like that idea,
1: and that's also a good way to milk some more gold. Also, it's like, po- also, also point. To your We're like the witch- yeah, <laughs> witches.
3: <laughs> uh, that's our group name, <laughs> the Witchers.
1: Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, new uh, Mitch uh, can uh, be the um, <laughs> the bard who could just like sing that song, like, <laughs> <only> that song.
3: <laughs> All right, if, if, uh, I, if I gotta sing that song, I should probably watch the show. Okay, uh, wait, <laughs> that make me Yennefer? <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So
3: right, we'll keep yes, that in mind hunters. when
0: we're we're talking about. Uh, that's a
1: brilliant <laughs> idea. We'll keep that, that in mind. Yeah. I gotta go. Well, wait, go
0: wait, we, we, idea, we, no, it's almost done. It's almost done. So last but not least, let's just talk about what will happen over the next few weeks in terms of our release.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: okay. So Remy.
1: Hmm.
3: Alrighty then. So. During the transitional period from Arc 1 to Arc 2, we're going to have a short mini campaign for about four episodes or so, is the plan that will show what is the result of the transportation of Darst away from the demon infested world to the current one from the outside perspective. So we will. Play a game from the other continent perspective of what the arrival of Darst has caused,
1: and then Gore from the Heim jumps out of the shadows.
3: <laughs> so, and whilst Remy is
0: running that, I'll be working on crafting Arc Two and its main themes with
3: a lot of talking to the players. Sounds good. Yeah, so I am going to be running the if mini that campaign, which
1: is helped by Arc Two. Is Nathan going to be playing
3: in the mini campaign?
1: Oh, God. Oh, God. So. I want
3: to kill Nathan. So (laughs) one question, given that it is just a mini campaign, I'll leave this choice to you guys. Either A, I can make a few characters and allow you to pick from them, or do you want to make your own characters? And then again for the uh, Monster Hunter group.
0: I'm busy.
2: Make one for me. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, for the Monster Hunter group, I definitely want to build my own. Yeah, but
3: I mean, for the mini campaign, the transition one. For a mini campaign, we could like
1: random, you know, roll. I'd like us all to be like gnomes or dwarves or some shit, because that's just funny. A literal mini campaign. All short races. That's brilliant.
3: Nathan, what are your thoughts on that? Is there a short person community in that area? No. A dwarven town or something like that? <laughs> it does it, doesn't fit my canon, sorry. Uh, okay. No. And I'm just gonna say one no restriction. Caden cannot be a dwarf. Oh I would Kaden. be happy to see what you do as a gnome. That would be hilarious.
0: Yeah. I, I do have to say Kaden. <laughs> He'd be that the be exact, exact same character. Yeah, he would.
3: Yes, but then I, I it's just even it. more of a Napoleon complex. <laughs>
1: then I put my no. axe in him
3: <laughs> No, no barbarian, no barbarian. It's, it's quite barbarian. funny to
1: see um Nathan get interrupted over and over again. And I don't know why. I at that, <laughs> Sorry, but. go ahead, Nathan.
0: <laughs> we, we do need to close this off because Kayla needs to, to leave. So. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I need to go, but go on.
0: So just to make it clear, um, in the next couple of weeks we will be releasing uh the mini campaign, and after that, oh should begin that was arc 1 of Riff Wike stay tuned for the mini campaign and be prepared for what arc 2 will bring thank you for listening and
3: good night
1: bye